This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Dave, you know what today is? Cinco de Mayo. It is also the seventh anniversary of the very first Minutia Men podcast. Really? It, we debuted on this on day okay. in uh, 2016. Okay. So uh, two presidents, three presidents ago. Seven right? years. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm sure you got me a gift. I I, yeah. I looked up the traditional uh, anniversary gifts for seven. Uh, All right. For modern people, it's desk sets. Oh, did you get me like a nice inbox? I think you can get that for me since we use my okay, desk okay. here. All right. um, and then for traditional seventh anniversary, copper is the traditional oh. present. So here you go. <laughs> oh my Happy God. anniversary. Rick, did you know you just gave me a 1916 C <laughs> that is worth $875,000? It's time for Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Great prop work. You great, like that? Great, great, Could great. you hear it? Could you hear it uh, dropping on the There you go. In case anybody couldn't yeah. hear it. Well, well, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary Seven to you, years. too. Seven. And thank you to the Radio Misfits oh and, and, and Tony Lozano. And Vinny, uh, who helped us with our jingles. I mean, uh, please. And all the great oh, guests. All we the little had. people. <laughs> that made us who we are today. Yes. Sitting at the same desk for seven years <laughs> with this squeaky chair that is not comfortable. Uh, that is a new squeaky yeah, okay. chair. Well, it's very nice. Hey, we got a hell of a show. And we better get going. Because okay. at our age, yeah. you never know when we're just going to take a nap. That's a good point. This story comes out of Los Angeles, okay. City of Angels. Woman has loud and full body orgasm during the L.A. Philharmonic, Philharmonic, you know, Philharmonic, I mean. <laughs> Philharmonic concert. Yes, the ground really moved for one woman during the second movement <laughs> of the L.A. Philharmonic's performance of Tchaikovsky's fifth symphony you know tchaikovsky will do that right. to you and she when yeah. she experienced a loud and full body orgasm several concert concert goers described the woman's climactic moment uh-huh. friday from the balcony at the packed walt disney concert hall oh i wonder what DeSantis is thinking about yeah. this yeah that's not very woke <laughs> she's gonna she's in trouble yeah. everyone kind of turned to see what was happening molly grant who was sitting near the overjoyed woman, told the Los Angeles Times on Sunday. <laughs> I saw the girl after it happened, and I assume that she had an orgasm because she was heavily breathing and her partner was smiling and looking at her. But in but in a nice way and not, not an effort to shame her. He yeah. was a partner. I don't know if it's a him. I'm assuming it's a him, which I shouldn't do. Right. Um, but like looking lovingly yeah. at your partner. Well, it's a sense of accomplishment. Right. It's like climbing a mountain. It could actually have been the first time he's ever heard her have an orgasm. <laughs> so I don't know. And maybe she can only do it in, in a you know, philharmonic <laughs> like uh, with, concert. With, with 4,000 other people there. Uh, since, I, um, since, again, since I have never been in the room with, with a woman having an orgasm possibly like yeah. um i needed to know what that sounded like so i hunted <laughs> okay. for the so i hunted for the okay. audio yeah and i sent it to you yes i have it right here here we go <laughs> did you hear that <laughs> one more time 
That's so, nice. And I imagine people listening to Minutia Men, are, that's, that's a common occurrence when somebody's listening to oh, our yeah, Absolutely. Uh, Send us your audio. Yeah. Um, so I took the liberty of, well, what are the best songs to have sex to? Okay. So I got a list here of the top 10. Why don't you... Th- Give me a song that this you... This is a subjective list that you've put together? Well, it's or it's Spotify, but okay. so it's a subjective list yeah. by the people at Spotify. Um, give me a song that you think maybe the top 10 now. Top 10. All right. Um, probably the Schneewaltzer. <laughs> is that on there? Und Abend, und Abend, und Abend. Yeah, yeah. It's not on there? <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, no polkas are on here, no. Uh, how about uh, Marvin Gaye, Let's Get It On? No, but that is the... Th- yeah. I can't believe that that was not on a top 10, but that was the one that I thought, too. Really? Yeah. What else? Um, uh, how about Al Green, Let's Get Together? Uh, no. Uh, well, here, let me tell you what they are. Yeah. Uh, Night Moves by Bob Seger. No. <laughs> what a guy. No. Uh, you Shook Me All Night Long by ACDC. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm pulling a hamstring <laughs> to that one now. Uh, hey, knocking you out with her American <laughs> thighs. Yeah, yeah. Need You Tonight by Inks. Well, in excess, yeah. but of course I called them Inks the first time I was. So uh, these are rhythmic. Uh, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, in Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. Okay. Yeah. I can uh, see that. Whole Lot of Love. Again, another muscle pull. Yeah. Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Uh, I can't picture. I can't picture uh, doing it to that. <laughs> um, start me up by the Rolling Stones. A lot of love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, start me up by the Rolling Stones. No, uh, no, absolutely not. Pour some sugar on me by Def Leppard. Come on, who I made this? List? I don't know. It's Spotify did. Uh, and the uh, is this love by White Snake? Ah, come on. So. Their hair band. Oh, and w- one more, Loving an Elevator by Aerosmith. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. So, All right. Well, I have a, a, a kind of a similar story, actually. Mm-hmm. This is uh, a man ordered to stop donating sperm after 550th child. Oh, my God. Yeah. You think after 462, <laughs> he'd be like, this is stupid. Jonathan, a Dutchman. Uh, It's believed to have fathered more than 550 children through his sperm donations. Mm. All right. However, a court has issued an order to halt his donations, and he may be fined over $100,000 if he continues to donate further. This order was issued because of Dutch clinical guidelines that prohibit any donor from fathering more than 25 children in total. So he's kind of eclipsed it by a little bit. The judge presiding over the case suspects that Jonathan deliberately misled people uh, who received his donations by providing false information about his previous donations, which have been going on since 2007. So 16 years. Yeah. 550 children. Right. So now I actually did some math on this. Yeah, it's like All right. 40 uh, or 30 a year, right? Well, yeah. Okay. That's that's one way of looking at the math. My My mind went straight to... All right, how many people live in this town? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. And, and by the way, 77,000. Okay, so... Of those, 20% of them have been born in the last 18 years. Okay, so that, uh, during this man's sperm reign. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Raymond. <laughs> yeah, 15,400 uh, kids have okay. been born um, in the town of Rosendahl. Okay. That means when they start dating... Which, you know, would be soon. It would be soon, right? They have approximately a 4% chance of accidentally dating their siblings. Wow. 4% wow. is pretty high. Right. And that's like 
just half as much as Alabama. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I just, I just, this is such a weird story. This is the police. Get your hands off that thing. Raise them in the air. Dear God, man, control yourself. Horst, collect that plastic cup and discard it before he collects seed well, again. Could you imagine living in this town as Horst? What's his yeah. name? Did he say his name? Jonathan. Okay. Can you imagine walking around? And knowing that how, how what, you do it, yeah, well, and then plus having all your kids running, yeah. a, God, that would be horrible. It would be. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we have a bunch of more uh, well, things to. What oh, was I, that story that we did? The, that was it in North Carolina or whatever, where the teacher wants people to be referred to as people who produce sperm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's the person yeah. who produces. Right. Sperm. He's the king <laughs> of that. I got a review here from Shellio 1969. Okay. A good show that's a perfect length for a commute. Now, obviously, Shellio does not live in Chicago. <laughs> no. Because this Especially is like one, with the construction. So, yeah, one seventh of a commute. Uh, and Shellio uh, posted this on Apple Podcasts. So thank you. And if you are inclined to do so as well, please leave us a review. Yeah, it's uh, a kind of confusing thing. So when you do it, it, it tells you, it asks you how many stars. You're supposed to press five. Yeah, it's right. That's just the way it works better on the on the gadget. If you press five, and you're entered into a right, you could uh, you, you're entered into a um, contest for um, the 551th first sperm donation. From, <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, from, right. From it may be hard for us to track yeah. that down, but uh, if, if you like Minutia, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com. And remember that OPI is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H-Shows.com. Don't forget the shows, because if you just go to OPI.com, there's nothing there. Because that, that's what I did this morning, <laughs> accidentally. All right, time for something else. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So this is the part of the show where we go into the Rick and Dave archives and uh, play you a... Uh, a little clip of something that we've done previously uh, in our 40 years together. Um, this one goes back, actually, 45 years ago this week, the San Diego Chicken. Remember mm-hmm. the San Diego Chicken? He was fired by KGB Radio, which created the, the San, San Diego. Diego Chicken. That led him out of his main gig, but it also launched him as a nationwide mascot. Clown. Pr- yeah. Prankster. I mean, he he was everywhere. He made a fortune. Oh, yeah. Yeah as the San Diego chicken and his real name is Ted mm-hmm. Ted Giannoulis and we got a chance to talk to him and we asked him about uh, any times that might have gone bad and he told us maybe our favorite, favorite story <laughs> in seven years this could be the favorite story we've ever it, heard it's certainly top five <laughs> I'd say uh, this is his story about Elvis but the question is did you ever get into a situation where you crossed the line at an event that it just went a little bit too far Yes, yeah, and it was for all the right reasons. Uh, the the most famous one, I suppose, was um, the night I made Elvis laugh during concert on stage so hard that it stopped the show. Really? And, uh, yes. Oh, absolutely. It was about uh, 1976, about uh, 16 months before he passed away. And um, he was at the sports arena. And I, again, one of the things I did representing the radio station, I would go to every public event conceivable, including concerts. I was a fixture, everybody's concerts. 
And so Elvis was appearing on this night. And uh, as was my role, you know, I would, uh, you know, uh, work among the crowds. But on this particular night, as I came into the sports arena, I know security was giving me the um, the red eye, you know, giving me their game face, like, uh, not Elvis, don't you dare go goofing around. He's the king, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I was biting, you know, biding my time and, you know, uh, just uh, greeting uh, fans around on the concourse, especially as the um, – as this concert got in, uh, got started, you know, I was up on the concourse uh, uh, level seats, and then, uh, and then Elvis broke into a, a tribute uh, for Jerry Lee Lewis, and started singing um, "Whole Lot of Shaking" going on, <laughs> and I said to myself, "Yeah, that's my song." Exactly, yeah. you're the chicken. You cannot not dance to the shaking going on. All I can say is, that, thank God it wasn't Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> That's right. Because God only knows. in the barn? <laughs> what barn? My barn. So as he, as he's breaking into this number, in the darkness there of the sports arena, I run down the aisle of uh, of the seats onto the floor, and then beeline it all the way up to the stage, and there is Elvis is singing. I'm dancing right under him, going back and forth in in the front row of the aisle there. And Elvis catches this, and he starts laughing. And I mean laughing hard, fellas. And it, it gets to the point where he, uh, he, he loses his lyrics, loses control of his lyrics, and also drops the one knee laughing so hard. And, and, and as he's glancing over, he's got tears in his eyes. The Klieg lights were clearly showing this. And it gets to the point where the band is still playing back uh, back behind it, but from their angle, they couldn't see that, you know, I was goofing off uh, in, in the front <laughs> row beneath the stage. And Elvis's doctor runs on stage. You killed and, Elvis. <laughs> you killed Elvis. The famous, the famous Dr. Nick. Mm -hmm. And he comes on with his black bag, and, and he, he runs onto the stage. He attempts to get Elvis to lay down as he's on on one knee, laughing so hard, <laughs> cannot continue with the song. And Elvis shakes him off, and he just points to me um, loosely. And and uh, and this is as the doctor has already pulled out his stethoscope. <laughs> and then uh, he sees me, and he, and he mouths an epithet and uh, uh, puts his uh, stethoscope away back into the bag and hustles off the uh, the stage. Elvis collects himself. Turns, them, uh, turns the band, signals to them to, to keep playing louder now, and he finishes the song. And I'm still dancing uh, up and down uh, of the aisle. The number finishes, and then Elvis's, Elvis turns and apologizes to the crowd for flubbing the lyrics. And he says, I don't know if you all can see, but you got to believe me, there's a chicken dancing up here in front. Oh, there's a chicken and, uh, There's a chicken there. Uh, right. Uh, and, and the audience, the audience acknowledges, sure, because they're quite familiar with me. And then he says, uh, um, "Well, he comes. Elvis comes up with a great line. He says, well, I want to warn this chicken something. Uh, I don't know who put him up to this, but my manager's name is the Colonel.' <laughs> oh, very nice. Elvis still had game back then. Uh, and then, he, and then, didn't he continue with the story how 
he got thrown up and roughed up a little bit by, yeah. uh, by the Elvis yeah. Mafia or yeah. whatever, the Memphis Mafia. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the break came right in the middle of that. But yeah, <clears throat> that's a great story. Right. You got to right. admit, that's a great story. And that the entire interview is on our Minutia Celebrity. It is a Minutia Men Celebrity interview. It is episode number eight. Oh, my God. We were just pups back then. So, yeah, check it out. Hey, I got another story. You want to hear it? Yeah. Uh, if, can you, um, drug dealing is a job. So, can you fire up the Jenkins jingle? I can, absolutely. It's right here. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! Man arrested after $3 million worth of drugs shipped to a restaurant. Whoops. Employees of a main restaurant got a surprise when they opened a large wooden crate that they thought was a shipment of mugs that they had recently ordered. Hey, Bill, the mugs are here. Well, instead, they found a plastic tote that contained what law enforcement um, is suspecting is 14 kilograms. You're from Europe. That's about 31 pounds. Right. Of the powerful synthetic opioid fentanyl. 14 kilograms of, of fentanyl? Fentanyl. With an estimated street value of $3 million. Wow. Uh, the tote had a shipping label with the restaurant's <laughs> address. Uh in care of somebody that did not work there. Okay. Okay. So Oops. remember the name Jeremy Mercier. Okay. So it was Jeremy Mercier in care of, they don't name the restaurant here, yeah. blah, 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 Willoughby Lane or whatever. So they open it up. They go, okay, these are drugs. Probably should talk to the cops about this. And they call the cops. They find, and, and oh, so then this guy comes, Jeremy comes about an hour later. <laughs> very polite as one of the employees at the restaurant described the man as very polite and respectful and asked if a package had arrived for him. Um, in fact, he even ordered a slice of pizza when he asked. So he goes in there the counter and he goes, Hey, how you doing? Um, my name is Jeremy uh, Mercier. Uh, did I get a package here by any way? Hey, is that, I'll, I'll have a slice of pepperoni. Would that be great? Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, can I have some fentanyl on it? <laughs> yeah, right. And well, needless to say, Jeremy does not understand shipping and receiving like I do. (laughs) Jeremy, if you would have just used a blank bill of lading, this would not have been a problem. So, wow. So Jeremy is right now a moron. (laughs) So Jeremy is uh, 41, is now um, in jail and charged with drug offenses and also for violating his bail conditions, all because he didn't. Understand the shipping business. Or well, go to the restaurant first and say, hey, listen, I'm going to be getting a package. <laughs> right, you know exactly, what I mean? Right, right. Look for the package with my name on it. Just set it to the side. Everything will be fine. Well, and nobody knows why he picked that restaurant. Right. They said that they had never seen him before. <laughs> oh you just got a package I brought in from. I did. Those what? are my cigars. All right. All right. Well, I've got a story for you. This is. Uh, about Uber's lost and found. Yeah. So, you know, maybe uh, some of Jeremy's packages yeah. are included in here. Is an annual list of the service's most commonly forgotten and most unique lost items. Uh, they revealed, uh, you know, that the most common left behind items are things that you'd expect. Clothing, like phone charger, phones, bags, Virginity. wallets, headphones, jewelry, keys, books, laptops, watches, mm-hmm. that sort of yeah. thing. But there were also some pretty unusual ones i'd like to go over them with you if you don't mind a fog machine someone left their fog machine in there here's my favorite an ankle monitor 
Oh, you mean like for someone who's... Yeah, for someone who's on the lam. Like Jeremy, like maybe, for instance. Jeremy. Yeah. A unicycle. <laughs> for the San, San Diego chicken. <laughs> might have had a unicycle. 16 ounces of fake blood. Okay. We've, we had uh, Sven Gulli. Could have been Sven Could have been, been Sven A Danny DeVito Christmas ornament. <laughs> Where the <laughs> hell is my... <laughs> a false tooth, a lightsaber, a mannequin wig head, a slab of bluefin tuna for sushi, a single Gucci loafer, just yeah, one. Just one. Okay. And a pin depicting Jesus holding a slice of pizza. Wait, what? what is the last one? A pin... Like a, you know, like a like brooch a, yeah. uh, depicting Jesus yeah. holding a slice of pizza. You know what I always wanted to do? I always wanted to open up a pizza restaurant in Israel and call it Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, boy. Wouldn't that have been great? Oh, boy. Uh, anyway. Jesus uh, died for our thin. Yeah. Oh. I, got a, I got a whole oh, list of them here. No. <laughs> Guess what Jesus' favorite pizza is? Oh, no. What? Poparino. <laughs> Poperoni, I should say. Poperoni. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You know why Jesus' uh, Jesus crust is so good? Why? It takes three days to rise. <laughs> Here's a little FYI. Don't send me your stories beforehand, okay? <laughs> I thought you were going to focus on the next paragraph, which is the index revealed multiple passengers managed to forget their pets, <laughs> including hamsters, a pair of turtles, and a toy poodle. A poodle like Wes? Yeah, like Wes. So, you know, Wes's birthday was yesterday. Oh, it was? It, it was. It was really, Wes's birthday was okay. yesterday. And did you used to give presents to no. for birthday? Never. Okay, well, I do. Yeah. So, so you would never leave Wes in a... Uh, Oh, God, no. Kids, yes. Wife, perhaps. (laughs) You, no doubt, but not Wes. So I'm at the PetSmart Uh looking for the perfect birthday present for Wes. Yeah. Okay. And I'm agonizing over this. I'm like, okay, he's got balls like this. He's got a squeaky toy like this. I'm like, okay, let's bone. And I'm reading the safety, you know, the safety precautions and everything. Uh And it occurred to me. When I'm buying stuff for my kids or my wife, I'm in and out of that store in like five minutes. Or not, I don't get them at PetSmart. Right. But I'm in and out of a store in like five minutes. Yeah. Wes, I agonized to get the perfect gift for him. <laughs> and I'm, I, I'm reading the safety instructions for my kids. I would have I would have given them. What is Wes's birthstone? <laughs> Do you know? I, I don't, but I'm going to. Uh, You'll have to find out. And I, and I couldn't even wait. I got this. Two days ago, I couldn't wait to give it to him, so I even gave it to him the day before. That's how I felt when I got the engagement <laughs> ring right with her. Bridget. Okay, <laughs> it's uh, it's time for another feature. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where we uh, dip into our... Uh, email bag mm-hmm. and and people have been sending us these great uh, celebrity stories and uh, this week is no exception this one is from gloria mm. okay now it's a little bit how longer. does she spell her name i believe it's g l o r i i i i i so is that a song to have sex to I don't think so. No, I mean, Unless, it, what if the, what if right, her name right. is Victoria <laughs> yeah. or, you know. <laughs> Samantha. Just wouldn't yeah, it wouldn't work. Love your show, guys. It's like listening to my husband and his friends without having to hear my husband or his friends. 
think that's a pretty Ouch. funny. Ouch! <laughs> I think that's a pretty funny line. It's like listening to my husband. If we were divorced, then happily divorced, and him living. I in. mean, I like him, but I've heard the same things for years and years. Um, I have well, a... Gloria, listen to our podcast for the seven years, and you're going to start hearing the same stories over and over again. Uh, I have a celebrity story you might like. She writes. It goes back about 20 years. To understand this story, you have to know this about me. I'm less than five feet tall. Like my wife and your like, wife. Like your wife. My wife is easily 5'1". Okay. Um, anyway, I was shopping in an upscale Chicago clothing store on Oak Street. It's not easy finding clothes for my size, and this store supposedly had a nice selection. I grabbed a few items and went to the dressing room, leaving my husband in the store holding my purse. Mm. Been there. Yeah. Yeah, about you. Yeah. You ever, I think I'm not on his side. <laughs> yeah. The purse thing. Yeah, I know. I, 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 yeah. I was so excited that I found something to fit that something that fit I that I dashed around the corner of the dressing room to do a ta-da for my husband. Yeah. But there was someone else there holding a purse waiting for his woman. I ran right into him because he was very tall and I am very short. I oh. nailed him right in the balls. <laughs> That would have been bad enough, right? He dropped to his knees and was in pain. Now we were eye to eye. I'm not a big basketball fan, but even I knew. But even I knew I had just racked Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, God. That's great. I love that one. All right. Well, thank you, Gloria. That's That could be our favorite one ever. Right. right. Uh, and... That song, not good to have sex with, obviously. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, we do have, we do. <laughs> you're visualizing it, are you? <laughs> yes. And he's a really nice man, too. And he goes, when he's on his knees, he's the same height as her. <laughs> she was taunting how short he was. <laughs> oh, well, we have a new, uh, we have a new Minutiaman Celebrity interview that'll be out next week. Yeah. Um, We'll tell you more about that after it comes out. Um, but uh, in the meantime, we have some people to thank. We have to th uh, thank our executive producer, Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. Who's like 5'10". <laughs> yeah, I think he's about 5'10". O-P-P-I-H shows. Don't forget the shows. Dot com. Distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Well, 5'10". Yeah, he might be six feet. He's a little taller, I think. Uh, Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And uh, 510 Dave and 510 Rick will be here again next week with a brand new episode of Minutia Man. The preceding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up?